All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello, wonderful Wednesday afternoon how are you welcome to the jason greger show on sports 1440 and uh big news big news be uh it looks like everything is trending that uh before the start of the regular season uh we right now we have uh, 11 hours a day of uh of sports talk on sports 1440 and uh it's basically going to double up to 21 hours and then uh, 24. Uh, you look in the weekends. So it's going to be, uh, as we said, it'd be growth for uh, Sports 1440. And it's coming. Excited about it. So uh, not I can't say the official date yet because I don't know the official date. But it's getting closer and uh, should be here uh, probably well before the start of the uh, NHL regular season, which is nice. It is the Jason Greger Show is always presented by Play Alberta. Dot .ca your one stop shop. Want to try single game betting? Now you can do some uh, prop betting. You like to play casinos, maybe lottery, you name it, they have it all 649 and more. Check it out at playalberta.ca. It is the Gregor show on Sports 1440. Also, a big hello to those watching live on YouTube at Orders Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. We're getting closer every day to uh, to our goal, which is nice. I like it. So uh, keep going. Tell a friend. Share it with a friend. Say, hey, just subscribe. Because if you're a subscriber, you never have to comment. You don't have to say anything. But if you're a subscriber, that puts you into the draw to win some uh, blue and orange tickets for the oil for the upcoming season. So that'll be fun. Uh, on the show today, it is Who Is It Wednesday? Where every Wednesday on the show at 3 o'clock... We will bring in a special guest. Usually we always like to preview who our guests are, but uh, not on Wednesdays. And uh, we give some hints in hour number one to see if you can figure out who will be our guest today. And uh, it's going to be a fairly recognizable name in the in the sporting world, past or present. And, uh, you know, athletes, but also 
coaches, management, therapists, just lots of people who have different unique roles, have accomplished lots in the sporting world. And we'll have lots of great conversations about that. And uh, today, our guest, they had a 17-year pro career. They were born in Manitoba, but most consider them an Albertan. When people talk about this person, they think Alberta. Okay, those are a few of the hints. I'll give you a few more uh, later on. So 17 years, born in Manitoba, but uh, many consider them Albertan. So there you go. We'll see if you can uh, figure it out. I'm very much looking forward to this. It's going to be a really good topic uh, on the show today. Uh, Also, con man, as always, has uh, set up a good show. Uh, Aaron Portsline. We'll go right to the source in Columbus. What is going on? Exactly. Because you got two sides here and no one's backing down from what they believe happened. Mike Babcock uh, and Boone Jenner say, hey, this happened. And I, I believe that Boone Jenner's telling of what happened to him is very accurate. But does that mean the allegations have come from uh, Paul Bissonnette and others that, no, he asked other players, put it on airplay and show a lot of your pictures. Did that happen? Maybe not to Boone Jenner, but did it happen to a young player? I don't know. We'll find out from uh, Aaron Portsline. He is pretty tied in in the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Gabe Locke will join us. What is up with the Jays? Are they going to play themselves out of a playoff spot? My goodness. And I know there's some concern about Vladdy Guerrero. I understand it. I think it's fair, but I think people saying he's had a wasted year might be a tad overblowing it. He hasn't had like a dominant MVP-like season, no question about it. You obviously want him to be better, but he's like 35th in a lot of offensive categories. It's not like the guy is is awful, but he's definitely below standards. That's totally fair. And, you know, what is up with the uh, the Blue Jays? So we'll get into that with uh, Gabe Locke uh, coming up and the rest of uh, MLB. Can anybody slow down the Braves? Or is this going to be like the 1990s all over again, Braves fans? You're close, you're dominant. Then you get to the postseason and... It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So we'll see about that. Um, uh, Your Remchuk will be by uh, our weekly Wednesday guest. Uh, also, uh, Mark Spector. We will hear from uh, Rob Kerr. Very unique situation with old uh, RK to talk. We'll talk about the Flames. Uh, it sounds like they're going to name a captain. Lots of people think it might be uh, Mr. Anderson. And uh, Matthias Lind... Uh, not Matthias Lindholm. Yeah, Mate- yeah Lindholm. Uh, he said... That, hey, I've made no secret I want to stay here, but he doesn't have a contract. Hmm. So what's up there? So we'll uh, we'll find out about the uh, Flames side of thing. We'll get to the con man in our uh, fantasy report. Waiver wire. Did you go searching on the waiver wire? Did you hit a home run? Did you overpay? Are you using $5? Do you like that? We'll, we'll touch on all of that. You can get involved. You can text us 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Also email us, Gregor at sports1440.ca or Connor at sports1440.ca. The uh, the text line uh, already going. I like it. Hey, Gregs, uh, what became of the name Velvet Dungeon? Is it part of the home gym now from uh, Northside Adam? Oh, no, no. Hey, the home, uh, the Velvet Dungeon's still there, man. And uh, who knows? The Velvet Dungeon might be making an, you know, an appearance down the road in the future. 
But uh, for now, we needed to get comfortable, get things set up, get everybody kind of working and flowing. And every day I can tell you that, and I know they've done such a great job that you don't hear most of it. But there's been lots of little technical issues going on. Our cameras are fixed, which is nice. Um, we've got uh, able to get our podcast up a lot quicker now. So that's great for those of you who, who like to listen right away. That's nice. Um, we've had not as many interruptions. We have our music library expanded. So that'll help uh, the con man who's great at picking the good musical interludes out of breaks and for special guests, which is nice. And so it just keeps improving all the time, which is great. And I look forward to it. We have a few little things uh, that we still want to change uh, in the studio, just some setup stuff. And uh, the one major, there's only one major issue left. And I'm not sure how quickly this will be resolved. It really doesn't impact any of you. But the heat in this studio right now. I, no joke, because I was at the, uh, I, I mean, lucky enough, I was asked a few years ago, I'm part of the... Uh, Oilers Ring of Honor uh, voting committee. There's 11 people on the committee. And uh, you sit down. We had our, our meeting today, and everybody presents the person that uh, they nominate. You can nominate one person. And for me, anyway, I believe that if you're going to nominate them, you got you want to sell it. This is why I nominated them. So, you know, come up with some data and some statistics and everything to back up why you think they deserve to be on the Oilers uh, Ring of Honor. And then the uh, voting process, uh, Mr. Denham, who actually does it for the for the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame, he oversees it. So it's all confidential. You don't talk about who you're voting for. And in order for somebody to get up on the uh, Ring of Honor, they need nine of 11 votes. There's 11 people. I think it might expand to 12 because they wanted to equal uh, 75%. Right now, it's actually a little bit higher. So uh, nine of 11 have to put them uh, on their ballot amongst the top two to get in. So we will uh, find out in the coming weeks. Of course, that's going to be a big five days for Oiler fans, for the organization, because you have the Oiler game on the 26th. And that's when they will unveil the uh, well, you can have a maximum of two. So one or two, uh, I would assume there's there's going to be two. You never know, but. I'm just going to guess. There'll be two. They have that game. And then on the Sunday, the 29th, is the Outdoor Classic, the Heritage Classic, Orders and Flames. So um, I, 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 would, I would think that the, the two nominees would probably stretch that out and make it a big day. There's usually some events going on the Wednesday, the night before, then on Thursday, the day of. And then, of course, you have uh, the preparation for the outdoor game. There is no alumni game this year, which is very unfortunate. So, but I'm sure they'll have some sort of like alumni get together uh, amongst the players. Lots of them come in for the, because you will have teammates come in for somebody getting on it on the Thursday and then probably stay and then uh, take in the festivities for the Heritage Classic, which is great. Gregor, are you allowed to say who is on the uh, committee? Uh, yeah, I think I can, uh, I can list the names. You have, um, my, myself, uh, Shannon Zabados. Is on there. Uh, Jim Masson, Terry Jones, Stoff, uh, Louis DeBrusque, Bruce McGregor. There is uh, also uh, Chief uh, Willie Littlechild. We have uh, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Chris Joseph. He's uh, 
he, he's kind of a, in charge of everything. So, you know, there's some former players. Uh, there's some, uh, some media people. So that's uh, that who uh, makes up the committee. And um, I, I will say this. The first few years, because there's obviously lots of good candidates, right? But there's still a little bit of debate because you can only have two. Right. And so people come in and how it works just to set it up for everybody. I don't talk to anybody else about who they're coming in with. So I come in with a, a sheet of paper and this is how I do it. And I pick one person. I don't have a list of, well, if somebody else names someone, then I'll name this person. I go, no, no, no. I'm going to name one person and I'm going to outline why I think they should be in. Uh, you know, I talk to some people who are on the Hockey Hall of Fame committee and that's how they do it. So I'm like, okay, I think that makes sense. Right. You make the case of why you think that person is deserving. There's lots of other people that deserve him, but you got to pick one. And then they go around the table. Everybody puts their nominee. And so in this case, and just like last year, like I was, I got to go first last year. And so trust me, it's not like I was the one who did it, but I went first. And obviously my nominee last year was Ryan Smith. I thought it was kind of a no brainer. And, uh, and Ryan Smith uh, went in and there was, uh, I think three or four other people that had Ryan Smith. And so you don't necessarily, because you have 11 members on the committee, it doesn't mean that you have 11 different people nominated. So, um, you know what? It's, it's always like right now it's early. I, I'm excited to see in, in four or five years because I think most people out there, there, there's probably five or six that they think, okay, you know, I think that's obvious. Then after that, there could be some really good debates over maybe who's in first or afterwards and different things like that. So that's, um, that's how it goes. Gregor, was Gretzky in town today uh, for the meeting? No, he's actually in, he was in, uh, I think he was in Italy. Uh, he joined us uh, online. It's the wonders of technology now. So no, uh, Wayne was uh, was on the uh, line. The majority of people were in there, but uh, there's a few just because you know to try to get all eleven people in and, and you know his schedule. So uh, Wayne was uh, he, pretty sure he was in Italy today. He's uh, doing his last holiday before the upcoming season. Of course, so he's going to be back doing some uh, broadcasting this year. So. Hey guys, Jason Arnott needs to be on the ring. He was my first favorite player and loved watching him play in the copper and blue Kyle from Mill Woods. You know, hey, Jason Arnott had a pretty good career. And I'm a big believer, like, if you go two people per year, right, for 15 years, that's a max of 30. And there doesn't have to be, because remember, um, you, you don't have, you don't vote for him just because, well, you know, at least the way I look at it is, any wall of honor, ring of honor, jersey, like it should be difficult to get in. It shouldn't be like, well, he's a nice guy. She was a nice girl. Let's put her in. That's just my thought process on it anyway. So uh, that's how it goes. Uh, you know, Arnett, that's an interesting one. I think his best NHL days came after he left Edmonton, which isn't surprising because now he did have a 33-goal season as a rookie, which is pretty good. Um yeah, I, I, when he comes up, if he if he gets nominated, yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd have to see who was in his class. But my gut instinct right now would be like, meh, probably not. Cons? I mean, I will say he was one of my favorite players growing up as well. And probably in a similar age range, I can say there was like craft dinner boxes with him as a card on the back. I would cut those out and keep them. But five years... 100 goals, 139 points. Uh, it was kind of a tough time in the Oilers' history. Not too much success as a team. Maybe one day, but I, I wouldn't have him in the next couple of years. There's a, a list of guys that I would have ahead of Jason Arnett. 
Uh, I, th- I think we talked about it yesterday. My guy first would be Doug Waite. I think he was, uh, you know, wore the seat for a little bit. He would be way ahead of him. There's a few other guys on the list for me. Down the road, perhaps, but not right now. Not right now, Jason Arnett, for me. Yeah. So, you know what? And I think it's good discussions to have over. And, 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 and the great part about it is that's why you have to have a, you know, a committee and you have to have a significant amount of people agree upon someone. Cause, you know, you have, you know, people, they're like, Hey, I really like Garnett. He was my first favorite player. And, and I understand why you'd want him in Kyle. I totally get it. Right? And then there's going to be others say, Hey, wait a sec. I really like this guy. So, um, I think as it goes along, it's going to become uh, a little bit more interesting. Now, guys, just so you know, anybody who has their jersey retired, they're already in. Right now, they didn't have a ceremony for them because they've already had a ceremony. But last year, if you, if you noticed, Gretzky, Messier, Curry, Coffee, Anderson, Fuhrer, they all went in uh, along with Glenn Sather, and then they had, of course, Rod Phillips, and then Lee Fogland and Ryan Smith. So, because we have people texting, hey, what about Glenn Anderson? No, those guys are, they already went in, but they didn't want to have us. And I thought that was the right decision. They've already had their, their moment. You didn't need to have another one. Right. And like a Jersey retirement's pretty big deal. Right. This is something that honors people who, who made a significant contribution to the organization. And it doesn't have to be players. It could be coaches, could be, you know, Joey Moss, trainers. There's lots of different people. So there you go. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, the regular season is a few weeks away. Training camp begins next Thursday on ice, next Wednesday for medicals. There's a story right now in Columbus that nobody around the Blue Jackets wants. We'll try to get to the bottom of it with Aaron Portsline next on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca live on Sports 1440 and on YouTube at Oilers Nation. 2.22 on a... Lovely Wednesday afternoon in the middle of September as we inch closer to uh, MLB playoffs, the uh, start of the NHL regular season, uh, the NBA. Oh, did you happen to see Giannis interview today that has uh, many in the uh, basketball world going, hmm, to quote Mr. Uh, Antetokounmpo, I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly... I'm a winner. If there is a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I have to take that better situation. That's what his response was about his future with the Bucks. So, opening the door, shall we say. Potentially, whew, could be a, a huge move coming sometime uh, in the future uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks and uh, their star. Uh, quickly, a few more hints for our Who Is It Wednesday guest Uh, I mentioned that a 17-year pro career. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Born in Manitoba, but many, when they think of them, think Alberta. Multiple world champion. Also one of the uh, rare athletes who competed with slash against their child. Hmm. So there you go for a Who Is It Wednesday. Think about it. Now, let's get around the NHL brought to you by McDonald's. For a limited time only, enjoy the Mighty McMuffin or the Mighty McRiddles breakfast sandwiches made with bacon, egg, and sausage. Also with cheese. Right now, only at McDonald's. And uh, we welcome to the program a good friend of the show. Haven't uh, talked to him in a while, but whew, something tells me his phone has been lighting up for the last uh, 24 hours. As uh, Aaron Portsline, of course, uh, covers the Columbus Blue Jackets better than anyone in that market, uh, writes at The Athletic. And uh, yesterday, of course, a bombshell dropped uh, from uh, Paul Bissonnette uh, saying that uh, Mike Babcock was asking guys to put their phones on airplay mode and show them some pictures. And then Babcock and Captain Boone Jenner said, no, 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 no. And Boone Jenner only talked about his interaction with the with the coach. And that might very well be true. What about everybody else? And that has people wondering what is going on. So, uh, Porty, welcome back to the, sh- the to the show, man. It's been a while. What what can you tell us uh, that you've uncovered here? Um, is, is there truth on both sides? Uh, is there somewhere in the middle? What are you What are you hearing? Well, I think you laid it out uh, pretty well, really. I mean, I don't. I certainly am 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 not uh, able to judge this one just because it's so. Polar opposite. I mean, Bissonette is is standing by his story that that Mike Babcock is is looking through players' phones and the the Blue Jackets, uh, multiple players. Johnny Gaudreau said this as well, not directly to me, but to media out in I think it's in Vegas at the NHL uh, showcase out there. Yeah, um, he de- he denied it as well. Boone Jenner has denied it. The Blue Jackets, uh, obviously, Babcock did. General Manager Yarmo Kekalainen says it's a big. Nothing. It's, I don't. I feel like there are people in this league who don't believe that it is nothing. Okay. Uh, perhaps by by direct experience or what they've been told. Um, but the Blue Jackets, at least the ones that I've spoken to uh, to this point, have have said that they didn't. They don't think it's anything nefarious. Um, but I, I get the sense that it's not a story that's just going to go away either. Maybe with us for a while. And, and joy, joy. It's just when you're. You know, if you're the Blue Jackets, this is when you really want to be dialing in with a new coach and and uh, starting the season right after a, just a disastrous season a year ago, and now you're kicking this stuff around. 
Yeah, it is it is like the worst possible scenario for the Blue Jackets, right? If if there's any semblance of truth to it, well that's terrible. If there's no truth to it, well it's just a major distraction. And if there is no truth right. to it, then you got to wonder does Mike Babcock have an internal mutiny already on his hands? Yeah, or is this, you know, I mean, I think there's also some variables there, too. It's just a telephone game. Yeah. By the time it got to somebody, it has been told six times and, and tweaked a little bit. Totally fair. And let's be honest here. There, there's a lot of people in this league, and I'm not saying it's not with, without merit. There's a lot of people in this league that don't care for Mike Babcock, former yeah. players and, and others. I, so that's very much uh, possible as well. I mean, my, you know, I don't have to tell anybody this. Mike Commodore, not a big fan. Right, and he's he's not alone. Um, so I think that's a possibility as well. I, listen, I think that it's possible that that individual players, veterans versus young players, have had different interactions with the coach and have, have read that interaction differently. It's hard for me to believe that a thirty-year-old would just turn over their phone to a, a boss, even if it's a coach, even a veteran coach. That's a personal effect. I mean, that, that's that's like asking somebody to, to root through your wallet. Uh, maybe it's worse than that. Like, that's not something you do to a grown-ass man. Uh, but a young player, I'm not sure, would be in the same uh, sort of position or at least would feel like he's in the same position to say, no, I'm not giving you my phone. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I, I, think, I think different players could interpret that interaction completely differently. Totally. Uh, so far, the, the players that I've spoken with or who have spoken publicly have shot down any sense that it, it's been anything other than an innocent gesture to get to know each other better. So, and I know it's a hard thing to say, okay, well, let's just move on from that. But let, let's look at, at Columbus overall. They were decimated by injuries last season. Uh, there's no question about yeah. it. Um, you know, that, that impacted their season. Now, did it impact it enough that they weren't close to being a playoff team? You would probably know better, Porter. You see them all the time. When you look at this team on paper and you consider the division and the conference they're in and Ottawa and Detroit and Buffalo, everybody thinks they're improving. Like, how competitive are you expecting the Blue Jackets to be this season? Well, I think they'll be actually quite competitive. I, I, I do believe that. They've made some substantive changes here uh, this offseason. Uh, you know, adding two veteran defensemen, that's, that's significant. Bringing Wierenski back healthy. So that, that's half your defense right there. And that was really a major issue with them last year. The other issue was, was their center play, their center depth. And, uh, you know, Drafting Adam Fantilli, number three overall, that's a that's a game changer for them. I'm not sure what you get from him immediately, but he's certainly one of the better centers immediately with a chance to become a very special player in the near future. Uh, they also bring Baronkov over from Russia, a player they drafted in 2019. Big but an impact-type player. So those are the real soft spots on, on the roster. You can also say goaltending. Elvis Merzlikens an 876 save percentage. Oh. Obviously, that's not sustainable towards winning, but you have <laughs> to think he's going to see different shots, a different play in front of him this year. Uh, he has to be dramatically better, but he should have some help on that front. So there are a lot of things you can point at. Uh, Marchenko looks like a player. Kent Johnson looks like a player. They have Gaudreau. They have Line. I mentioned Wierenski. There is some talent here. It's not completely devoid. Um, so I think they should be competitive. I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, I don't have the gall to say they're a playoff team yet, but I think I certainly believe they can hang around longer than they did last year. We we were cutting, uh, carving the the uh, 
Thanksgiving turkey, a U.S. Thanksgiving, and, and it was over, like way over. It was We were already on to draft coverage in November. I don't think it's going to be that this year. They should be in this thing for a while. I think they could be a decent team. You're bringing back bad memories for uh, myself and many uh, people in Edmonton because uh, for many years that's how it was in Edmonton, man. You got to uh, December 1st and you're like, okay, who's going to be the draft pick uh, this coming summer, which is terrible. But, um, you know, Damon Severson, Ivan Provorov, they really kind of, you know, retooled their back end. No question. Do you have an idea on what you think might be the top four and what will be the pairs to start the season? I, yeah, I don't know the pairs. I think uh, Provorov and Severson could, could actually be a pair. I think there's a chance Severson ends up playing with Wierenski. Um, but there's two other possibilities I think he would consider as top four. A young player named Adam Bokvist, who's still only 23 years old. He's been in the league for a few years now, first with Chicago and now with Columbus. Um, decent player, really hasn't grabbed it yet. Uh, so that's a little iffy. The other one is David Yerichek, the player that they, they drafted uh, very highly two years ago. Yeah. Had a really good year in the American Hockey League. He's a Czech player. Um, won the uh, or played very well in the, in the uh, World Junior with Czech. Um, really good player. And I'm not sure he even makes the team. Uh, but if he does, there's every possibility he could pair in with Provorov, with Severson up with Wierenski. There's some variables there. Other players to consider that are probably third line. Uh, in the mix, Skip Branson uh, is back his second year with the club. Uh, you know, if he plays on the third pair, it's going to look different than it did last year when he was playing first pair because uh, of all the injuries. Um, uh, Andrew Peake is back. Uh, you know, Blankenberg, Jake Bean, who missed almost all of last year with a shoulder injury, is back and healthy. He's been a decent player uh, for, with Carolina and later with Columbus. So there's, there's some personnel there that they've got to sort through. Uh, the math doesn't work right now, but that, that can be a good thing heading into training camp. Aaron Portsline joins us from The Athletic in Columbus talking about the Blue Jackets. Uh, we addressed the uh, the Babcock situation to start. Adam Fantilli, high draft pick for the Blue Jackets. There's, you know, there's lots of people wondering, Aaron, what, you know, he, people originally he had said, you know what, I'm going to go back to college. Then obviously he signs a contract, so he's turning pro. Um, obviously he'll stick in Columbus, I would assume. I guess there's a chance you could send him to the minors at some point, but... When you look at Fantilli, like how much how much of an opportunity will they get? And knowing that way too many teenagers don't have instant success, is it unrealistic for them to say, "Hey, we're going to put him in the top six? Like, would, if they're going to play him, would they be better off playing him in the third line and maybe shelter him a bit? So yeah, he's with them. He's going to be with them. I don't think there's any way that he goes to Cleveland. Um, okay, where he starts, I don't know that. The center ice position for them, which has been, you know, for most of their existence, a real weak spot, is going to change quite a bit now. And Fantilli's part of that. Does Boone Jenner stay in the middle? Does he move to the wing? Not sure. Jack Roslovic, does he does he play in the middle? Does he move to the wing? He can do either. He's done both, both in Winnipeg and Columbus. Uh, the other wild card here is Cole Sillinger, who had a tremendous rookie yeah. year. Backpedaled a bit last year, ended up in the minors. Uh, has to get confidence back, but that's another high draft pick that they are counting on as a as a difference maker. Uh, Corrali is going to be here. Uh, he's most likely a center. He's a very good faceoff guy. Uh, Voronkov projects as a center, but he's played on the wing a lot in Russia and heading up to the Prospects Tournament. Now he's on a line uh, in Traverse City at their Prospects Tournament on the wing to start here, so that gives you a little indication. 
And Ken Johnson has played in the middle. Patrick Laine has played in the middle. So they've got a lot of pieces and parts, and they've got new eyes on the operation with Babcock now in charge. So I think we should be prepared to see some really different combinations. I think Fantilli's going to have every opportunity to play significant minutes with, with his team and could very well be the number one center by the end of the season. But I, I think they see him at the start in a top six capacity, but that's all very wide open because they've got some, some pieces and parts that they can mix and flip in there. Aaron Portsline joins us. You know, Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Laine, are they better on the same line or apart? Uh, say that again. I think you broke up a little bit. Sorry. Are they better on the same line or on their own lines? And who's that? Gaudreau and, and Line. And Line? Yeah. Uh, you know what? They they really they never really clicked last year. Now, I want to be careful with that because their center was nothing against him. Boone Jenner is is a is obviously a hell of a player, an accomplished player. I don't think anyone sees him as a number one center. He's been playing there. That's that's what the situation has been in Columbus, um, and Gaudreau works fine with Jenner, but he Line a on that line has not been, just hasn't really clicked. Now Marchenko looked better with Gaudreau okay. last year, uh, the opposite wing. He had 21 goals in 59 games, um, and, but you know I think if you look at it again, certainly especially if the centermen's changed. Uh, so I, I don't think Line a. Gaudreau uh, being on the same line is, is out of the question. And there's still a chance. Line A has, hasn't given up the dream. He's still, and this is all based uh, in in the, the big kid, Tate Thompson from Buffalo, the success he's had moving to the middle. Patrick Line has, has at times expressed an interest of moving to the middle and staying there. Hmm. So we'll see where he is to start, to, uh, start camp. If he's at center, then that's a, a real different look for them. Wow, that is definitely something to uh, to watch for. Uh, Porty, I really appreciate this, man. Uh, no shortage of uh, stories right now in Columbus, I'm sure. So, uh, uh, And as you mentioned off the top, uh, it doesn't sound like this story is going to go away. We'll try to figure out exactly what's going on with the uh, phone gate uh, in Columbus involving uh, Mike Babcock and the Blue Jackets. Players, have a great day. Uh, Porty, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thanks, Ben. That is uh, Aaron Portsline from The Athletic in Columbus. <laughs> I see, you know, and it's great. People take one side. You know what? Oh, hey, look, Jenner and, and Babcock. And, and I understand it when people say, well, they're on record as saying what happened. The other side, there's nothing on record from anyone saying, hey, this is what happened directly to me. Now, I can understand why those players. But here's the thing. I, I look in our society and I and I, I think most people are much more supportive. If indeed that happened and you were a player and you went public. I don't think there'd be major backlash. And any organization with any sort of scruples would be like, thank you. We don't want that stuff. If indeed that happened and the allegations are true, then sayonara. Because that's that's inexcusable, right? I'm sorry. Like, There's no way you could defend it in the form that it was presented from uh, the Bisonette side. Right? Boone Jenner and Babcock, the way they presented it, I'm like, well, that actually makes sense. I can, I can understand. You're having a conversation. Oh, you show me your kids, whatever. You know, coach, player, you want to get to know each other. I understand it. That's not a big deal. But that's just one player. How is the interaction with the others? Uh, when we come back, are they going to swing themselves out of the playoffs? The Toronto Blue Jays, I can't hit. What the hell's going on? 
We'll find out next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440, and those watching on YouTube at Orders Nation Channel. Wednesday afternoon continues on. Gregor, Connor Halley with you. Of course, uh, Declan Cougar running all of our uh, digital components for the uh, Nation uh, YouTube channel. Check it out there. Of course, listed on Sports 1440. Live in the E-Well studio, sponsored by your local electrical distributor. Stay tuned for an electrifying show that will light up your day. Courtesy of E-W-E-L dot C-A. And uh, speaking of lighting up your day. Well, right now, that's not happening if you're a Jays fan. It has been... Now, they had a good run there for a bit, but man, in, in a big... Series so far, two games in a row, they've kind of been duds. And uh, their offense is struggling, to put it politely. And uh, we'll see. Can it? Uh, can they find their game? It's, you don't have much time left. Here we are, September 13th. There's not a lot of games left. You don't want to give up too much ground this time. As uh, we get to our MLB report, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home the no payments, no interest for one year on your AC or your furnace. Stay cool or warm at LegacyHeating.ca. Gabe Locke from USA Today joins us. And Gabe, it's been a, an up and down season for sure for the uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays, um, specifically uh, Vladdy Guerrero. And uh, you know, he hasn't been awful, but he hasn't been nearly as productive as they would need him to be. And it's basically been a season-long slump. Like there hasn't been a time where he's really got on a hot streak for two, three, or four weeks. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, he's the kind of guy where you just have to sort of assume uh, that you know he's he is that generational sort of hitter who uh, some years will be better than others. You know, maybe twenty twenty one is the apex, uh, and maybe you know that that isn't to say that he can't reach that summit again. But uh, in the meantime, there may be years where. Uh, you know, where things are just a little bit off, you know, where uh, he doesn't quite uh, impact the baseball the way he should, where pitchers are pitching him a certain way. And once you, you get into the, you know, I guess the the, the trench of a, of a 162-game season, it's it's kind of tough to dig out. So, you know, it's uh, it's not to say that, uh, that at 24, 25 years old, he's not, uh, you know, he's not going to turn it around. But it, it just kind of, it's, it's what it is for this year. And, and that's obviously got to be frustrating for both him and for Jays fans. Uh, but there's, you know, there's nothing to say that he, he can't still be that guy for the, you know, the remainder of whatever his time in, in Toronto is. And that's going to be two more years after this it does kind of make you, you know, make you give pause if, if you're, uh, if you're Mark Shapiro and, uh, and, you know, Russ Atkins and, and, you know, do, do we want to commit to an extension or try or just sort of see where he's at, uh, you know, when he hits free agency. So, yeah, it, uh, it is a little bit vexing for the future, but you just kind of got to realize that, uh, that not all years are, are going to be like that. And, and there's nothing to say that he can't, uh, you know, he can't uh, certainly become that guy again in future years. But for this year, yeah, not, uh, not what you want, certainly. And uh, this just breaking this afternoon, but uh, Max Scherzer is out for the remainder of the regular season, and even playoffs at this point are unlikely, uh, according to general manager Chris Young. So that's a huge blow for the Rangers. It really is. And, uh, you know, they brought him in specifically for that purpose. Uh, additionally, you know, like a, they're uh, – you know, they, they were kind of spitting oil a little bit in the, uh, you know, in their rotation. Nathan Eovaldi was an all-star in the first half, but uh, injured and, and ineffective. Uh, 
uh, in the second half and now just trying to ramp up and, uh, you know, get, get, get back to, to the, you know, some semblance of, of what he was, uh, you know, what he was in the first half. Uh, same thing, you know, John Gray, uh, you know, not, not quite as good as he was at the outset there. It's a, it's a tricky spot that they're in. Now you're suddenly leaning a little heavily, a little more heavily on Jordan Montgomery, who's kind of, you know, he's a guy. He's a, a guy you like in your rotation, but maybe not a guy that you count on for, say, a shutdown starting a playoff series or a must-win game uh, late in September. You know, Scherzer had still kind of been – Surfing for that kind of stuff uh, in you know in this year that's been very frustrating uh, both in New York and at times in Texas uh, did have a really good run there at the very start of his stint as a Ranger so you take that out of the equation and uh, it, I think it probably bodes worse for whatever playoff uh, goals of advancing that they had I you know I don't think it affects it, it does affect it does affect them down the stretch but I think that the bigger impact is if they get into the playoffs and find themselves in a best two out of three or a three out of five or a four out of seven, then suddenly that playoff rotation, uh, you know, gets a little thinner, gets a little less, uh, a little less daunting. Uh, for now, it's just going to be, you know, these last three weeks, you got to just kind of, you know, set your jaw and not worry about it and, and hope that you get performance from these other guys. So, uh, obviously, uh, you know, the, the impact on this is so big just because it affects the Blue Jays, it affects the Mariners, it affects the Astros. Above all, it affects the Rangers. But, uh, you know, you can't think of too many other other subtractions from a roster that has such a big effect on two races. Well, yeah, you think about it. Uh, Texas, they've now they have one game in hand on Seattle and Toronto. They're half a game up. They've all won 80 games. Uh, the Jays in Seattle have lost 65. Texas has lost 64. So there's no guarantee they get into the postseason. And if you look at the schedule remaining for Texas, Seattle, and Toronto, if you had to pick today, which one of those teams do you think ends up on the outside looking in? Yeah. You know, it's uh, the smart money is that maybe Seattle ends up on the outside looking in just because they have, you know, uh, I can't remember which way it is, but Houston, Texas, Houston, or, or maybe it's Texas, Houston, Texas, not sure which, but, uh, you know, a bunch of games against those guys. And this is a team that has been inconsistent offensively and a team that has a lot of, a lot of young pitchers uh, that are, you know, their odometers are getting a, a little heavy. And, and obviously we saw the, uh, you know, the little kerfuffle last month when, uh, or last week when George, uh, George Kirby uh, kind of said he should have asked out of the game, which obviously caused a big uproar, uh, you know, and, you know, he's, I don't think that's necessarily 100% indicative of that guy's character or anything like that, but it does kind of indicate that maybe this is what's, uh, what's happening internally. You know, you've got your, you know, Bryce Miller, uh, Kirby, Logan Gilbert, uh, all of those guys, uh, you know, Gilbert's a little more of a veteran now, but at the same time, it, it takes a few years to kind of really build up that, that stamina, that, that kind of 200 inning capability. And uh, so if that's going to rear its head, it's going to be coming down here at the, at the finish line. Cause these guys aren't necessarily used to it. So yeah, kind of inclined to think that Texas and Toronto squeak in there, which uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting down the stretch. And again, another big one tonight at Rogers center. 
Gabe Locke joins us uh, talking all things MLB. Gabe, the uh, Baltimore Orioles, people expect them to be improved. I'm not sure people thought they'd have 91 wins on pace to win over 100 games this season. Only the Atlanta Braves have won more games than them. Um, what do you like best about this Baltimore team? And uh, do you think they're a team that is, uh, you know, ready to go deep in the playoffs? Or is, is experience going to be potentially a factor? Yeah, uh, a lot to like about this Baltimore team. You know, most of all, in, in the aggregate, you might say, you know, they're really, really not too many weaknesses. Really good defensively, really good bullpen. Obviously, it's been dinged with the loss of uh, of Felix Bautista, but uh, you know, enough guys there that uh, that it's uh, it's still a really good pin. And you know, it's funny we're so jaded in this day and age. Uh, with uh, young players and prospects and, you know, you wanting everybody to, to do everything all at once and to, you know, make these buzzy highlights and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And everybody, you know, going gaga over LA Dela Cruz as they should have been when he was uh, going great. Um, and then, you know, sometimes, you know, a guy can be a really, a really good player and not kind of get that buzz or not meet the expectations that people thought that they had for them. But uh, I got to tell you, Gunnar Henderson is a really good player. Uh, <laughs> uh, really great at bats, really tough at bats every time. Uh, quietly, 25 home runs for a guy who's 22 years old. Uh, you know, more than five uh, wins above replacement. Uh, you know, really plays a, a really good shortstop in third base. Uh, 825 OPS. You know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, uh, you know, he was always on the – you know, it's always, it was always Adley Rutschman and, and Grayson Rodriguez and Gunnar Henderson. Uh, and, you know, all of them have pretty much lived up to that. But I, to, to me, Gunnar, you know, is almost subtly better than I would have imagined. Maybe not in that A-Rod kind of way where, you know, you're 20, 21, 22 years old, hitting 35 home runs or whatever the case might be. But uh, just a really, really good player. So uh, I would be a little uh, skeptical of their playoff chances. Uh, simply because they, uh, in, an, in any other year, maybe uh, they, they don't have that frontline ace that you'd like to have or those those three absolutely, you know, here's our one, two, three, come and get us. You know, that's not the way their pitching staff is aligned. But I'm not seeing too many teams out there that do have all their pitching questions answered. You know, so, uh, uh, you know, Kyle Bradish doesn't sound like a number one starter kind of guy. Kyle Gibson, kind of an itinerant veteran. <laughs> uh, you don't necessarily see him as an automatic number two or three playoff starter. You know, those are the guys they're probably going to roll with. But uh, they've known for a while that guys are hitting their pitching limits. They've known for a while the capabilities of all their pitching. So I'm fascinated to see what kind of pitching recipe they're going to concoct in the postseason. Because uh, I think they will have the innings uh, to cover it and to dominate teams. It's just a matter of all those guys executing. So a little greater margin of error when they get to October because they're relying on so many different guys and not just a couple of aces. But uh, really fascinating to see if they can pull it off. And I, I think they can. And uh, lastly, Gabe, who would be your MVP right now? Uh, the American League? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you still got to stick with Otani. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, we're not quite to the point of overthinking things. Uh, I think he's got enough hay in the barn there to, uh, you know, to certainly, uh, certainly do that. I like Yandy Diaz getting some love, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, uh, 
Corey Seager down there in Texas has done some great things. National League, I lean ever so slightly uh, towards, at the moment, toward Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, which, you know, again, it's a, it's a big four right now, and it's, it's amazing. Acuna, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson. They all hail from two teams. Uh, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> they great. all have a, amazing cases. So, but at the moment, still got to stick with Acuna. Now, I'm curious, what do you take Acuna? Because, you know, Olsen has more home runs. He has more RBIs. He has a higher OPS. Uh, is it the defensive side of it? Is, is it the stolen bases? What is it that has you with Acuna slightly ahead? Yeah, I think it's just the uh, it's the stolen bases. And even if you adjust for inflation, you know, let's just, let's just say, okay, instead of 65 steals, let's knock them down to 50. Yeah. You know, that's just a, a phenomenal... Uh, all around season, and you know, the, 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 between Olson and, and Acuna, the OPSs are so huh. so uh, you know so similar that it's pretty much a rounding error. And Acuna as the leadoff hitter, uh, you look at their statistics in the first inning of games. I mean, he's uh, <laughs> he is basically uh, coming out every game it seems like and punching the other team in the mouth, and uh, and the Braves are you know just absolutely jumping on teams. So. Okay. It's a it's a dominating, historically dominant team, and I think Acuna sets that tone. Awesome. Gabe, great stuff as always, man. Uh, enjoy the final few weeks of the season. Uh, should be great stretch drive for the wild card, especially in the AL. Absolutely. Appreciate it. We'll be around. <laughs> you betcha. That is Gabe Locke from USA Today. And that was our uh, MLB report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, when we return... Our special guest in studio. Who is it Wednesday? 17-year professional career. Born in Manitoba, but many relate to them as an Albertan. Also uh, won four Canadian titles. Won three world titles. And is one of the uh, few athletes who is able to compete with their child. Do you know who is it? Well, you'll find out in about five minutes' time. Right after, the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering. Specialize in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.